I'm Bill Carmody, and I'm the Marketing Whisperer. And today, I'm thrilled to have Morgan Field here with me today. Morgan is an international bestseller uh, for Amazon bestseller for her new book, uh, Epic Sexy You. She is uh, a uh, she's helping women build their fempires, uh, which is across uh, multiple countries now, up to 15 countries. I think you're working in right now. Is that correct, Morgan? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Ex Epic Sexy You and sort of how you got started down that journey. It's easier to, to feel than it is to say, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so Epic Sexy You is it's an international female empowerment brand. And what it really is is um, it's all about really helping women create a life that they love living. Mm -hmm. Like a life like a kind of like that pinch me in my dreaming kind of life, a life that's <laughs> beyond your wildest imagination. Like right now, uh, you know, if you told me what your wildest imagination was and then we surpass that. And I think the two biggest pieces of life where if these pieces, these puzzle pieces aren't in play, that it's impossible to have a life you love, which is uh, love and relationship and your, your fempire, right? So whatever that is, whether it's your passion project or your, um, you know, it, there, it's, it's the thing that you do all day, every day that you're really putting your heart and soul into. And what I find a lot of times is people who want to build their fempire, um, there are some certain key pieces that are missing. So I'm excited to talk today about what those are. That's great. Um, and then also, you know, Epic Sex U, it's one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching to help them really defy their limitations and step outside of their story or international retreats and in really exotic, beautiful, awesome locations with a spin of adventure so that you actually get to experience the breakthrough instead of just learn the breakthrough, which we'll talk a little bit about. And uh, yeah, and then the book, I mean, the book was As You Scale Your Fempire, it's important to make sure you're one person, yes. you know, and if you want to touch the amount of lives that, you know, I want to touch and the people I want to work with want to touch when we really dream big, um, th there's this element of getting really creative on how can you do one thing that can serve people over and over and over and over again. And so that's where, you know, online programs or books and stuff like that start coming into play. You know, I, this couldn't come at a better time. I was having breakfast uh, last week with the former chief marketing officer for Jack in the Box. And one of the things that I was astounded by was he looked, he talked to me about the fact that there are about 10,000 board seats in publicly traded companies uh, this uh, right now. And he said, guess how many women are on those boards? And I was like, I, I wouldn't even venture to guess. I know it's low. She goes, 64. And I'm like, 64 oh out of 10,000? Yeah. So, I mean, this could not come at a better time as we're looking at sort of ways to help women reach their highest absolute potential because you know that they're just as powerful, in fact, more powerful than men on these boards, and yet they're not not—they're being overlooked, right? So I think let's let's get into it. Let's. What are the six ways that women can help build their fempire? Well, okay, so this isn't one of the six, but this is totally addressing what you just said. Um, is so maybe we'll get even more nuggets than we anticipated for in this call. It's <laughs> awesome. like even that language of they're being overlooked. It's like you're you're allowing yourself to be overlooked. Uh. Actually, we'll talk about that as one of the the key pieces as we move on. Um, is actually we could even start there. Who cares? It doesn't sure. matter. There's no particular order. One of them is really creating instead of waiting. Right. Mm. And so it's you could either wait until someone notices you or you could become irresistibly noticeable. Right. Excellent. Like I don't wait. I don't wait for someone to notice me. I don't wait for you know what I mean? Like I have I, I genuinely believe that you can create the essence that is just completely magnetizing. Right. Mm. And um, constantly thinking 
how can I add more value? How can I serve more? How can I give more? So if you're in a place where it, it's like, it's deciding what you want mm -hmm. and then being really clear and going after that. So I would say, you know, instead of waiting for someone to notice you for a promotion, instead of waiting for someone to reach out to you, instead of waiting for, it's like create whatever it is that you want. You know, it's funny when I, I tell people this all the time, when you're, if you want a new promotion or you want a new job, you actually just have to do it first before you get noticed enough and can they yeah. catch up to actually uh, give you that promotion. <laughs> it's like do the role so that it's clearly obvious that they must hire you or promote you or put you in that new position because they couldn't live without you, you know? Completely. It's like you, exactly. You are already doing it. Yes. So it's a natural and, and sometimes, um, sometimes I think we take things personal. Um, I notice a lot of women really just, uh, especially because there is stigma or even minority women. I notice a lot when I work with them that there's a lot of story around not being noticed, not right. being appreciated. Right. And I think sometimes it's not, well, I don't think it's ever really personal, right? But it, 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 that's just a story. And so it's about ensuring that you're getting really clear on the language that you're using. Yes. As you're doing this waiting, creating piece. So it's create, not wait. Um, you know, as far as, well, I did it once and they didn't notice. We'll do it again. Right. And again, and again, and again. And so, um, you know, I was in the corp before I started my empire, I was in the corporate world for eight years doing sales and consulting and every single year I got a promotion. Yeah. So in those eight years, I worked my way to the top of the company and I was one of the younger people who did it. I was a woman and towards the end, I had really embraced my femininity. I think that, um, for the, at the very beginning of my career, I had, um, a lot of participating. This maybe this comes in kind of that waiting, like okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do this uh, this boys club thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I stepped into my masculine energy, <laughs> and what ended up happening was when I started creating, what do I want to create? I started doing things by my own rules, and I said, hold on a second, I want to wear a dress, so I'm gonna put on a power dress, and <laughs> I'm still gonna be that same me. And I would come into the office with I I have a you know I'm lean and I've got these curves and. And I, and you know, I started wearing lipstick and pops and it's just, it, it's, it's like, I'm defying another limitation there. That's another great. story is that I can't be feminine and powerful. And it's just like, uh, no, actually that could be even more powerful. And so I kept working my way. And like I said, I got to the top and I got to the top as a very feminine woman who was completely in her full truth and full power, which felt even better than you know, constantly working my way up according to who do I need to be in order for someone else to really get, notice me. It's like, no, who do, who do I need to be to be proud of being me? Yes, yes. It's such a, it's such a much better question because, you know, you can't fake an identity. You know, you, you try your hardest. So you want to sort of be something you're not, and it is not sustainable. Either you just your heart's never going to be in it, or they eventually they'll quote unquote find you out <laughs> because it's not who you are, you know? Yeah. Completely, totally, 150% agree. Cool. Yeah. So, all right. So we did the first one. So create, don't wait. Now, what's the, what's the next one? So um, I would say lean in, and I think that's kind of like this buzzword, you know, that's going yeah. around. But it's like, what does it actually mean? Cheryl Shanberg, right? You know, from Facebook. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's or even um, I think in Thrive she talks about that. I mean, there's so many people that talk about um, that concept of really, yeah. Just I think there's even a book, lean in. You know, there's it just. Mm -hmm. But it's like, what does that actually mean? How do you sure. put that in context? And so um, I like to do a test. Actually, I'll ask myself, you know, okay, so in the next six months, what's something that I could do that is scary? I might even have some, because of the way that neuro-linguistically we're programmed, I might have someone else ask. 
ask me so that I can kind of gut check what my first reaction is. Ah, and it's the first thought. So your first thought is always your intuition. And the second thought is always self-doubt. Okay. That really has served me. I feel like especially with women, right? It's like we have this thought, which is intuition, and we don't give ourselves credit for how intuitive and powerful we are. And then we have the second thought, and we start going, well, we start discounting that first thought. So that first thought is also usually scary, right? Mm -hmm. It's like uh, touch 100,000 lives or do a TED Talk or get in front, you know, get in, uh, do a speaking engagement in front of 50,000 people, whatever. Um, it could even be something tiny, 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 like, um, you know, do sending an email that you have been avoiding, but you know that that one thing is actually going to do, is going to move you forward. Um, so it's getting really creative to say yes to things that otherwise, uh, that are terrifying. So as an example, um, one of the things that it does is it allows you to, I, I, I genuinely feel like confidence, really powerful confidence comes from doing something that at one point you thought you couldn't do right. or that you thought was scary. And then you do it and you're either exhilarated by it or it wasn't that bad or you get rewarded or you get feedback or you learn lessons or something. Um, so I'll give you an example. Um, I was uh, going to Miami, Florida for an event and uh, one of my friends asked me as I was going there, like, hey, we're doing stand-up comedy um, on Saturday. It was like two days beforehand. He was like, we're doing stand-up comedy on on Saturday. You should do it. And I, my immediate reaction was like, ah, no, don't do it. <laughs> like wanting to throw up, thinking you're crazy, there's no way. And I have an agreement with myself that if I feel that way, that I have to do it. Right. So if... If someone now, granted, if if it doesn't feel right to me because like you know I have another opportunity that's even more amazing or even scarier, I'll do that, right? But and so that's even in in my in my business, I use that. Like we do things constantly. Um, we've on some retreats, we've done swimming with whale sharks. We're uh, South Africa is coming up. We're uh, skydiving and bungee jumping. We're doing things that are tied to our fears and then viscerally experiencing something that we might be afraid of so that we get rid of all of it at the same time, right? That neuro-linguistic programming of, of getting rid of so, that. So, and if I can summarize this, this amazing thought that you've basically just gone through is feel that fear and do it anyway. Like it's fe feel it in your body and then say, hey, guess what? That's going to help me grow. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. All right. What's the, what's the next one? Um, okay. So, Ooh, uh, this is a good one. So, one of the things that I've noticed for just what, if you watch really wildly successful people, yep. one of the differences is that I've noticed between that really separate them from the pack is they know exactly what they want. Okay. Right. So I think sometimes what happens, I know actually, because I've experienced this and I, I the women that I work with, this happens as well. Sometimes we have a vision, but we haven't sat with it long enough, whether it's cocooning ourselves, but you know, in it so that we can really immerse ourselves really doing the vision work. Yeah. They haven't been with that, that vision strong enough. It's not strong. They don't know their exact why and the what so clearly yet that when they start telling someone else, they start kind of poo-pooing on their own dreams. They're questioning it, right, in real time. Yeah. Wow. The self-doubt comes up, the should I, shouldn't I. Then they start asking. Then you start hearing these words that are nowhere near where dream space should be. Dream space is all I want, I feel, I know. Um, that's where really grand visions happen. Mm -hmm. And then the shoulds, the can'ts, the what-ifs, the oh, maybe I should, you know, like 
all of those pieces happen when you start doubting yourself. So mm -hmm. there's this element around really doing the work up front. Um, you know, I go, 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 but I also know the power in staying still. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in order to go fast, you need to slow down. And I feel like sometimes we, um, especially as women, if you think about it, it's like all the roles that we're doing, you know, like the, you know, you have, you have some women who are building empires who are, you know, moms and wives and, you know, and this and that, and that it's like the, the list of things that we do go on and on and on and on, and you're building this empire. And so sometimes it's kind of counterintuitive to slow down. Yeah. So don't just do something, stand there. <laughs> yeah. look around stop pause like what what is it that I actually want in this moment and that's the other thing too I think sometimes as women we're so busy asking what everyone else wants yeah. what do you need what do you need what do you need what do you need what does everyone else need because we're natural caregivers we're sure. natural you know we we want we we our souls thrive by giving and loving but there comes a point where if you're not giving and loving to yourself above all else that's actually the whole context of the book right how do you learn to give to you also not in a selfish way not in an arrogant way not, but like how do you change the rules of your own game so that what do i want all like i also get to win here right. how do how does everyone in my life get to win and me and i think that asking yourself the what do i want or as you create your fempire really focusing on that you have a crystal clear vision of exactly what it is so that by the time you share that it's such an unshakable truth um so i, I remember when i was leaving my corporate job now mind you I was making more money than I knew how to even spend. Great problem to have. And I was at the top of the company and I, I had job security. I, I could have, if I got bored in that position, I could have moved to another position in the company. And I just remember being like, this doesn't, this doesn't pull me out of bed in the morning. This right. doesn't ignite me and fuel me anymore. And so I got to the point where I started asking myself, well, what do I want? Not what does uh, my family want for me? Not do, what does my boss want? Not, you know, but what do I actually want? And it led me to this path of, well, I kind of would be so cool to start all over and create something brand new. And that's how my Fempire was, was created and started. And I remember at the beginning sharing that with people and uh, sharing that vision with people and feeling their fear. That's great. You know, and so it's really, how do you make sure that it's like, I, I was, I unfortunately kept feeling their fear over and over and over again, but then fortunately got really good at feeling it and being like, that's yours, that's not mine, um, or else I wouldn't be here where I am. <laughs> I, I would really recommend cocooning yourself in that um, vision until it becomes an unshakable truth so that if someone says you can't do that, that's like adding fuel to your fire, like I'll show you. I can, I will. You know, and I've actually had people later say to me, everything that you said at the very beginning that you were going to do, you're doing it now. It's happening. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I, I said it. <laughs> I yeah. said it and I did it. That's exactly what I do. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Because you know exactly where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so okay. That's this. So you've given us three so far. So now what's, what's, you said there's, there's six total, correct? So you got three more? Yes. All right. Um, okay. So this... <laughs> This ties to the one I, I just said, uh, it's, it kind of goes in tandem. If you can't find anyone to do this with you, you cocoon yourself in your yeah. own unshakable truth. I always say find your yes and friends, oh, not your nice. yeah but friends. 
Nice. Yes, right? and friends. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. That's perfect. I love it. <laughs> it's, so it's it's not. Oh, but we can't possibly do this. Okay, I'm sorry. It's it's that, the people that are not about the sky falling, but the people are like, yes, and we should even do it more than what you're thinking because of this reason. <laughs> yes, or the friend that you're like, I have this goal, and it's kind of crazy. I'm going to touch a hundred thousand lives in in six months, and they're like. Cool. Okay. Okay. How do we do this? Okay. Here's some ideas. And they start just solution brainstorm. You know, they, they just jump in and they're just fueling. So and- it's so apropos. I, I literally just interviewed uh, Grant Cardone yesterday and he was talking about how do I make a million dollars in an hour? And there are two responses yes. to that. There's the, the people who could never possibly imagine that. So that's the, no, that's not possible. So it's like, that's not, I can't, you know, like, no, that's not even possible. It's not, you know, and then you got the billions, like only a million. <laughs> you know, yes. so, so you want the billionaire saying only a million. Is that your bar? Because like you could probably go more than a million. So, you know, those are the people you want around you, not the ones going, forget it. I can't make a million dollars in a year. How could you do it an hour? It's not even possible. <laughs> yeah. And it's it, to that point, it's knowing that how other people respond has more to do with what's going on in their world than it does in yours. That's right. So I think at the beginning I used to get confused. I used to think, oh, is this too big? And I, again, it's like you absorb it, but you do it enough times and you realize, I don't have the right people around me. Right. You know, like, okay, you're my friend I go to dinner with and I don't talk about my business. Right. At all. We're just, we're going to talk about movies and we're going to talk about entertainment, but we're not going to talk about business because you don't even get me. (laughs) Totally. And then you've got the other people. I have one girl, she's my go-to for all like brainstorming and she just, or soul storming, I call it. She's the one who, now mind you, this is a woman who's a mother. She has four children. Her father lives in her house with her. Um, she occasionally takes in her brother's 15 year old, I mean, I'm sorry, her husband's 15 year old, uh, brother. This woman is just like, you know, but, and she has a, a job part time that she loves cause it's in sales and just kind of consulting and, and, and then, and she has her own fempire. Like she awesome. just, she's one of those people that defies every limitation and she's the one that I call and we always joke, it's like, we have billionaire minds. That's nice. And I love having it. having those friends that have that billionaire mindset. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, we got two more left. What are the last two? Okay, so um, oh, one of one I would say do it now. Yes. Right. Like I constantly see people who I was actually just working with someone on this yesterday. Who, when you start listening to them, you start realizing that their success is in tomorrow. Yes. And I'm like, right, but what are you doing today? Right. Well, so I'm going to study this. Uh, well, hold on a second, you know? And so one of the things I would that I see a lot of um, female entrepreneurs doing is, and it's probably, you know, it's, it's uncomfortable. This, this goes back to leaning in, right? Mm-hmm. This goes back to doing the uncomfortable things, the things that scare you. One of the things I would say is ask yourself what really matters. Okay. What really will move my business forward and do it now? So let me give you an example. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs that, uh, that are newer to the game or smaller businesses, um, that I see women trying to grow their business, they do a lot of learning and not a lot of doing. Hmm. So I say the and factor do both, you know, it's like the most beautiful cocktail of success is learning and doing sharpening your saw and doing the things that really matter. So as an example in sales, if you don't pick up the, if you learn sales, if you go to trainings, but you don't pick up the phone, you're never going to get clients. Right. Right. Or I have a lot of people where it's, I'm like, oh, hey, by the way, why haven't you, you know, posted on Facebook what you're doing and that you're taking clients and, oh, well, I'm waiting until, no, stop. You know, like, 
And so it's really about, I would say, beware of the tomorrow syndrome. Yes. You know, step into today as much as you can. And I have an exercise that I do each morning where I, I really sit down and I'm like, what really matters? Mm-hmm. And I, I have done this enough that I can coach myself and call myself out on my own BS. Yep. Uh, which I think is a really awesome tool to be able to have, you know, um, and also have friends that are good at calling you out on your BS or have an agreement with the people that are in your life a lot. Um, I have an agreement with my man that if I'm saying something that's limiting, I'll, you know, he'll, he'll call you on it. Yeah. And, I, you know, of course, sometimes I'm like, shut up. But uh, <laughs> I'm so grateful for that. I think it's a really beautiful gift and a really great way that I've been able to use the people in my life that I love to actually really help build that empire and, and allow it to thrive and thrive is, you know, hey, you've been saying that you want to do this for like three months now. And I'm like, God bless it. OK, yeah, 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 I get it. Enough, um, enough with the talk. Now go to the action. It's like, you know, you, you know what you need to go do. Just go do it. And the longer you put it off, the, le- the less success you're going to have in that time frame until you actually do the thing you know you need to do. So it's great. Completely. Love completely. it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Last one. What's the last one? Okay, so the final piece is um, really, really getting clear and and so intentional and purposeful and aware of where your focus is, mm-hmm. because where your focus is, where your focus goes, your energy flows, right? right. So wherever your focus is, um, paying attention to focusing on the solution mm-hmm. instead of the problem, mm-hmm. I have conditioned my brain that when there's something that's, I I even use the language perceived problem instead of problem. Okay, I'm perceiving this as a problem. What's a solution? What are all of the possibilities? Like become a possibilitarian. What are all of the possibilities that I could play with here and explore and, and navigate? And if you only have one way, I see this all the time with my ladies. If you only have one way out of a solution, you're gonna feel stuck. Right. It, it, because if it was a, if it felt really good, you'd already be doing it. So if you only have one way and you're not taking action on it, it's well. What are the other ways? What are all? Call that friend who's the think big friend, um, and, and really start asking. Well, what are all of the possible other ways? And I think sometimes we feel like if we come up with an idea, we have to use it. And so I would say that really focus on. You're just in brain, you know, soul storming possibility space. And so it's just like, well, I don't have to use this, but like, what are some crazy ways I might be able to do that? Like get out of your box, think outside of your box. Yeah. Another thing I would say is focus your, uh, your energy on your progress, right? Like I watch a lot of people say, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm where, where is there? Yeah. If this is like this, because here's, here's what we do. We, uh, we set a goal and right before we get to that goal, we raise our bar. And then we raise our bar, and, which is why we, that's that's how you have a fempire. If you don't do that, if you're not raising your bar continuously, you're going to have a small business that, you know, maybe you do well. And, well, that you struggle. I mean, that's the, the truth is you will struggle. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's you know, I, I see over and over and over and over again where people say they, they're, they're measuring themselves based on what they haven't achieved yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you. Well, I do know about you, actually. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are like you are you are a uh, I call it a growth junkie and a total more whore. Like we always want more. We're always going to be growing. I am a more whore. That's an yeah, accurate right? description. <laughs> it is. It's, it's like it's like we it, and, and but it's in it's not in a I'm not enough kind of way. No. It's in a, I deserve everything and I want to squeeze every morsel of goodness and and juice out of this life that we have. I love that you. Oh, uh, right. Honored the more. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a <laughs> playful thing. Right. And it, it sticks in your mind. And so. 
Um, you'll always want it. There is no there. I would be bored. You would be bored out of your mind. People that genuinely want to create their fempire, they would be bored out of their mind if they ever got to something and go, I, I am there. Now, I playfully say I have arrived, you know, but like that's just to be playful. No, it's I, I know exactly what you mean. I actually I remember I remember distinctly going on a vacation once and I really had that thought of is this all there is? I did get to there and I realized I hadn't moved my goalpost and I was like, OK, I, I hit my goal. And you're like, hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like you, happiness is going towards something. You know, happiness is always being happy in the moment, but also having that and I'm going toward a bigger goal and then that goal just continues to grow. And the more successful I am, the more successful I need to be, right? And that just continues to go. Otherwise, you do get complacent. You're just like, well, I guess I'm good, you know, whatever. And that's not where you want to be. Totally. Comfort zone. Beware of your comfort zone yeah. completely. That's where calling yourself on your own BS or having people around you that you have asked to call you uh, in agreement where you're like, I might get irritated with you, but I will appreciate it um, if you're in your comfort zone. Yeah. And one of the things that I have that I do myself and that I recommend the, the ladies that are building their vampires do is have an I call it an I rock box. Nice. You know, so it's like, yeah, it's like this box I have and I put my awards in it or I print out articles or, you know what I mean? Because it's like, rem you get to go to that. This beautiful energy is in this box. I am yeah. laughing because I absolutely have an IROC box. I just never had a name for it. <laughs> well, I totally well. have this. I can go to it right now. It's exactly, it's like sort of, it's whenever you need that sort of like, uh, you know, it's like if you're feeling down on yourself, totally. you go to your IROC box and you're like, look at all the amazing stuff I've accomplished over my career and I'm just getting started. You know, it's like when you yeah. have that mentality, you're unstoppable. It's great. I always say, I love that you just said that. I always say to people and the look I get is like, they kind of back up when when someone says, "Oh, congratulations, so much so much success," and I'm like, "Yeah, and I'm just getting started." And they're like, "What? What?" You know, because most people where I am and where you are, it's where they want to be, right. and we're here and we're going. I'm just getting started. Are you yeah. kidding? And they're like, mind blown. Totally. You know, and I would say that there's this there's this little nugget of gold here in what we're saying as well, which is don't compare your step one or step 10 with someone else's step 60,000. You right. know, I've taken, you know, 60,000 steps. That's why I'm here. Not because of any other reason. It's because I put in the work. It's because I make sure that I um, am really, uh, one of the things that I, I think is really important too, as you're focusing on your, on your energy is I make sure to look at all of the drains in my energy, like Absolutely. where, you know, if it, what's feeling crappy and if it feels crappy, do less of it. If it feels good, do more of it. Very profound. You're welcome. <laughs> um, you know, and so it's really paying attention to, you know, people don't realize that what's going on in their personal life. Well, I think they do realize, but maybe they don't openly admit to themselves, you know, and be honest with themselves. What goes on in your personal life impacts your business, your vampire, you know? Yes. And so how do you make sure that you have this, um, clear path to take your steps, you know, your 60,000 steps or, um, figure out ways, you know, if you, if you have a perceived wall, okay, then walk around it or go over it or something or through um, it. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's like, there are no dead ends. I think that's, that's really big too. So it's just, again, it's all about, if you even notice as we're talking linguistically, we're shifting our focus to someone sees a dead end and I'm like, well, how I, you, you're thinking of walking through it and I'm thinking, well, how can I get around that? Or, you know, am I going to have to put my ninja suit on and repel it? Like, cause I could do that. That could be fun. You know? Right. So, right. Yeah. I'm saying blow it up. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, that would actually be pretty cool too. Yeah. <laughs> the differences in the ways that we do it. Yeah. That's great. Well, Morgan, I, I can't thank you enough. This has been a really amazing experience. I've enjoyed having this conversation with you. Absolutely. You've got a, a fantastic way of an approach about this. And I think this is probably the best women empowerment conversation I've ever had. So I really appreciate you doing it. I love the thinking. I love the strategies. I love all those pieces that you're putting together. And I think so many people are going to benefit from this conversation. Thank you so much for having me with me. I really Thank appreciate you, it. Yay. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye.